Welcome to another edition of Unplugged, and the time has come. Last week, of course, the, the week off, the calm before the storm, but at the time of recording, we are just a couple of days away from the elimination final clash with the Giants in front of what looks like being a pretty decent crowd at the MCG on Saturday afternoon based on ticket sales, and obviously we know the majority of them are going to be us based on the, uh, the Giants' relatively small following to, to this point. So um, you obviously get nervous the, the closer you get and, and the fact that obviously we've had an opponent locked in and you get teams selected, which we'll go through very shortly. But, yeah, it is pleasing to still be here on the 7th of September when so many clubs are away on holidays and talking about off-season moves and retirements and the like. And... Uh, we've got to obviously keep reminding ourselves, and I love that the clubs embraced it, that um, don't believe the narrative. The, the narrative all year has been that we shouldn't be standing where we are at the moment, but here we are, and there are 10 sides that are not here, um, and we've got this opportunity, and as, as you so often say in this situation, don't waste it regardless of what happens, and we look forward to, to going to the MCG in September. It's a cool day expected for Saturday, but... Um, very much keen to jump into it. Nick, how was the, the weekend off, if you will? And, and obviously now it's go time again. Yeah, it was It was kind of oddly relaxing, oddly nice to have a, a weekend off. Um, I, I thought that I'd be more nervous coming into this week than, than I am. And, and I think maybe it's because it kind of feels like as much of it's as it's an opportunity to kind of cause an upset and you know, do a bit of damage in, in finals. I always feel like it's a bit of a, a free hit. We have nothing to lose. Nobody, nobody expected us to be here, let alone us. Um, and, and most of the world doesn't think that we should be there. Um, you know, all for the, for the last week, we've been hearing commentators and media talk about how we're not a finals team, which is ridiculous because we're in the finals. We, we, we are literally a finals team, you know, one of seven, you know, eight, eight finals teams. Um, but people are still people are still, you know, using and, and talking that narrative, which is just crazy. Um, so in that regard, I kind of feel pretty relaxed and calm about it all. But I, I, I imagine come Saturday lunchtime that uh, that that'll probably change. Yeah, and and hey, it's it's funny that that narrative during the week, and you know, I'll rant about it a bit later on, but. Um, it's all well and good for people to tip teams, but there's been some ridiculous stuff going on. I mean, you can analyse our game and tip the Giants, no problems. Like, you can mount a case for that if you like. And you can say, oh, I think the Giants will win, or I think they might be too strong, or I think they might be too quick. But some of the language that I've heard is St Kilda can't win. So St Kilda playing a home final in their state against a team they've beaten four times in a row, including this year, who they won the same amount of games in and literally spent the entire season above on the ladder and they can't win. Mm. I, I don't know. It's, yeah. extraordinary. it's a bit, it's a bit of a strange one. Um, I mean, we've beat them at their home ground. That's the one thing to look at. And I think it, I think most of those games before then have been at their home ground as well. I don't think we've played actually played them down here a lot over the recent years. So it's, um, but it's also, yeah, a, at the MCG, it's a, I guess a technically it's a, a neutral venue. Um, it's a game you look at and go, well, how it's probably going to be similar to what the grounds are like when we did play them earlier in the year. Cause it, we played them just after they had the show, the Sydney show there and the ground was a bit, bit heavy a bit bit soft and assume after 
the rain we've got at the moment and the game tonight, the game tomorrow night, the ground might be a little bit heavy and soft on on Saturday. You know? So it's, yeah, it conditions might be a bit similar to what we played in that time. And that day we held them well. We just, just did the things we had to do to get over them that day. And so as Nick's saying, kind of calm. It's not being, no one's concerned like going, oh, this is, we're, we're no chance, we're no chance, etc. It's a bit of calm and going, we've got an opportunity just to keep a few people quiet now. I mean, who did I see? Kane Corns came out and said we were going to lose by seven goals, I think. He, he's, he wrote us off the, well, I don't think he ever, ever gave us a chance this year at all, to be honest, but yeah, he the second we made the finals, oh, yep, no, nah, they're losing straight away. So, yeah, just just to put a few, a few of the people like that back into back in their place would be quite nice. Yeah, I know Max Lord, you know, when we officially couldn't miss the eight, put us eighth in the power rankings, which is as low as you could possibly go for a side that was a lock to play finals. So it was a begrudging eighth, but people have sets against certain sides, but... I don't think they should do that at the expense of professionalism, to be honest. Like, you've got to admit sooner or later that your analysis is actually being correct and you can't keep flogging the same dead horse over and over and over again. So, um, look, I'm sure if we lose the game, they'll be like, see, I told you they were shit. <laughs> and, you know, it'd be good if they said it at the time. But, look, yeah, it's um, I- I'm just amused by the can't-win narrative. I mean, it's it's completely naive to what the season has shown at every level. So... Um, yeah, it'd be nice to shut a few people up, but look, that's that's the way it goes. People are going to have opinions. They're probably more determined to not be wrong than they are about anything else. I think Kane, Kane said during the week, or maybe it was late last week, something along the lines that, that St Kilda fans are really sensitive um, and that we've been really <laughs> sensitive this year or, or something along those lines. And I just kept thinking, what a what a weird what a weird remark to make, given you've been wrong about them all year. Like they've continually proved you wrong and yet you're blaming other people for, for being sensitive about it. Like, just admit you were wrong. Like, you got it wrong. It's not that hard. If you look at the tips, whoever he does tips for the age or the Herald Sun or whatever it is, you can actually check their accuracy percentage for each club. Kane, <laughs> I think, was like 83% yep. for Brisbane, 79% for Adelaide, and 90% for Colling, but he's 48% with us. <laughs> so, <laughs> an indication as to how many times... Um, but anyway, look, um, yeah, it's 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 amusing. And look, if that's sensitive, so be it. But what do you expect us to do? I mean, of course, we're going to defend the club against ridiculous, uh, ridiculous narrative, to be honest. But um, yeah, we're we're here, and and there are other clubs who aren't. So yeah, that's um, that's all well and good. The Bulldogs lost. I mean, people keep saying, "Oh, you almost lost the West Coast. You almost lost the North." Well, the Giants did lose the West Coast. And the Bulldogs also lost the West Coast, and that's why they're not playing finals. So, um, yeah, people can twist things whichever way they like. But um, the reality of the situation is you're 13 and 10th and 6th. So that's the that's the ladder that matters, not the power rankings. Yeah. I think, was it was it Max that, that actually came out on, on Twitter maybe early last week and said he got it wrong? Yeah, he did. But then he, has, yeah, he only had a say. Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> It's all a matter of opinion, and look, it's harmless and nothing against Max personally. But if he doesn't have a set against St Kilda, I'd be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, we, we will look ahead to that game in a moment. Um, ben McAvoy will join us a little bit later on, um, player that played in the grand final for the Saints. In, in unusual circumstances, it must be said, played the replay but not the draw against Collingwood and missed the 09 and obviously then went on to be a premiership player at, at Hawthorne. But the selection news is, is in ahead of the Giants, so we'll, we'll touch on that before we get into, I guess, some of the emotion around it. Uh, Liam Stocker omitted. I know at times he can be turned around a bit and they can get out the back of him and, and things like that. But I think on the most part, he'd been solid enough. So that's a touch surprising. Obviously, Hayes going into surgery, uh, he was probably going to go out for Max King anyway. And then um, Seb Ross comes in effectively for Burns. Will probably either Burns or Stocker, you'd think, would be named sub. But Hayes, what did you make of the selection? I'd Stocker, probably the only surprise. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit stiff. Um... I mean, you look at the players that they will be lining up with and what the conditions are going to be like on the weekend, you sort of think, well, he's probably well suited to what, what we'd be looking at. So it, there's, a, there's a bit of a surprise there when there's probably a few matchups he would be able to take. Um, so uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see whether he becomes the sub as he did last time when he got... He was dropped um, because I, I just think if if a, a Green or, or a Lloyd or someone gets away and he's looking dangerous, he may be the one that you need to go, okay, he's who comes in and changes up that, that defensive structure because at the other way too, if we're going well, he has got drive. He can give us good use out of the back line. We got he, – he's pretty – multi-dimensional player when you look at what he's done for us this year. Um, so it's, there's a lot of upside to him, I guess, being the sub, but still still someone I probably would have thought would have been in the first 22. So it's, it's a little bit of a surprise there. That was the the one concern from my perspective, H, as well, is that I think I think everyone kind of expects that Jimmy Webster gets first crack at, at Toby Green. I think he's played pretty well on Green in the past. Um, and as as he has, and and yeah, you're right. If 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 Green goes to the goal square, then then Wilkie probably takes him deep. But um, someone like like Toby Green, who has the ability, doesn't matter how good a player you put on him, he has the ability to get off the chain every now and then. And I thought that that Liam Stocker would have been the obvious next choice, next man up to to take that if if he did get a couple of early ones on on Jimmy or or something like that. And and was getting a, getting a few touches across half forward or, or moving to the middle that, that maybe Stocker might be the one to to, to make the move and, and take that role. And so I guess there is a little bit of a concern that if if that does happen with Green, then who is who's the next man up? If if Toby Green's kind of running right across half forward, um, who who's the next who's the next obvious guy that goes to to Green in that case? Well, so I guess you look at the matchups in that Cordy probably plays on Hogan, Battle plays on Riccardi, and then they've got the four smalls, so Green, the, the star, then they've got Lloyd, Brett Daniels, and Bedford, who got off at the tribunal. He probably should have been fairness, but, um, but mm. um, so then you've got Webster, Wilkie, um, so Wilkie gets one of those guys, you would think. Webster obviously gets another. Then your other two defenders are attacking players in Sinclair and Wangan and Miller, who 
aren't shut down defenders per se. So obviously they'll get those responsibilities somewhere along the line. Maybe Wangani Miller plays on Bedford and tries to hurt him the other way or something like that. Um, but yeah, Stocker obviously would have got one of those players, but maybe they're trying to, you know, almost hurt them the other way with the space at the MCG. But yeah, you'd think that Wilkie and Webster would be the two that go to green and their next most dangerous small forward, which is probably Daniels. So um, yeah, that's, that's probably how they work it. What, what did you make of the, I guess, the chat from St Kilda fans, I think in particular, um, last week that this game should be played at Marvel and, you know, all that's just, it's not a real home game and, and all that sort of stuff. Because um, I kind of figured, like, if if you want to if you want to be taken seriously, you've got to win games at the MCG. If you want to win a flag, you've got to win games at the MCG. Um, yeah, I, I would rather have 70,000 St Kilda fans at the G than 45,000 at Marvel. Um, yes, it's not a true home game for us, but it's always been like that. It's always been like that. So what? What's the difference? Yeah, I've always. It's the finals venue. It's the finals venue. That, right. that that's where finals are played and finals are won. I mean, yeah, it's yeah where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. It never occurred to me all season that you know when we're in the mix to play finals that the, the thought of a Marvel final. I know it's somewhat realistic, but you don't think about it really. It's just like if you play in the finals, you shift to the MCG. That's just the way it is, and you kind of want it that way. And, and I don't think. Look, Marvel's our home ground, fair enough, but I don't think playing the Giants at Marvel as opposed to the MCG would be any greater advantage or anything like that. Mm. I think that's negligible. Um, I think the elements at the MCG and the space, we play it reasonably well. They've only been there once this year themselves, so um, I don't think it has any bearing on what happens in the game, and I think it it um, it's, you know, it feels more like finals, as Hate said. It's just where they're played. Mm. And, and I think what we've seen over the last week is that in, in terms of ticket sales people are going to turn up like it's going to be a decent crowd it, it, it'll probably be our biggest crowd for the year uh what was our, our biggest crowd was the the essen and the 150 oh, game right 70 or whatever. 76 something yeah 72 76 something like that so i imagine based on what we've seen over the last kind of seven days that, that this will beat that i would have thought yeah it'll go pretty close you'd, you'd yeah you'd think so i mean there's, there's reports of seventy thousand seats sold so, and it's not what I guess anyone expected, whether there's perhaps a number of people who've missed out on the Collingwood game, the Carlton game or that buying a ticket just to get to a final. But at the end of the day, there's still going to be 70,000 plus there if that's the case. And I guess if we look at the, the nuts and bolts of it from a, a Giants point of view, obviously we know that 95% of that crowd will be with us based on sort of who they are and, and look, that, that won't bother them necessarily. They've had a good record on the road. They, they've played a lot of finals in recent years, GWS. But, um, you know, they're, they're a side we've matched up on pretty well. Their defensive numbers have been excellent. As we said, they've travelled well, but they've come from behind a few times. And obviously to come from behind, it means you have lagged behind. Obviously, they came from behind to beat the Bulldogs at Ballarat when they were about four or five goals down. Similar against Adelaide at the, the Adelaide Oval. Uh, beat Melbourne in an arm wrestle at, at Alice Springs. Beat Carlton at Marvel when they had to. Obviously, Carlton um, were in terrific form but didn't have a lot to play for in that game. But look, their form has been excellent, particularly defensively. But in saying that, if you are coming from behind, it means that you're giving sides a start. Um 
And hopefully, if that were the case, if we were to jump them, that our own defensive prowess would mean that it would be too difficult for them to wrestle it back. But, um, yeah, obviously, you've got to start well first and foremost. I'm staggered that, that we're not favourite, to be honest. Like, uh, yeah, and, and I wonder how much that media narrative that we've already talked about has, has impacted the books and, and has impacted the betting trends. But I, I just can't. Like we, you said it before, we, we play the G pretty well. We're a side built for run. Um, you know, this, this is what we do. Um, it's our home game. We're going to have, like you said, 95% of the crowd. How we're, how we're not even even money, but, but you know, not, we're not favourites um, and not even close in, in the markets. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 228 or whatever it is in, in most mm. of those bookies at the moment. Um, yeah, I would have thought at worst it's a, it's a 50-50 game and, and that, yeah. acknowledging their form, but it's almost like their 13 and 10 is Superman and our 13 and 10 is cheers anything. So uh, and I even read someone the other day, their form in the last 11 weeks that the Giants have been much better. I'm like, what about the form in the last five weeks? Like you can take, that's right. The time you like, but the last five looks a lot better than the last eleven. So um, I would have thought yeah. current form is more relevant. And and we've got the same record over the last five. I think we're both three and two mm-hmm. in the last five. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like they've they've been world beaters as well. You know, one of those one of those wins was the the Essendon win where Essendon essentially didn't turn up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I, th- I think that that we've shown that we can grind grind out results and and we can run teams down and and you know we can. We can grind like we're a tough team, and I think it's going to be really tough for them to beat us. And 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 for them to win, they're going to have to come out and beat us. And, and you know, that, that's it's a really tough ask. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, I mean, it might be misplaced confidence, but I, I do enter it with a, a fair degree of confidence that we'll. I mean, I think we'll play well, and I think we'll we'll handle the occasion, and we'll, we'll conduct ourselves in the right way. And then whether that results in a victory or not remains to be seen. But yeah, the confidence levels are are as high, I think, as they, they need to be. And, and I think we're, you know, we're well prepared. We're, we're well drilled. We're, we're in good shape to to make the most of it and, and hopefully, you know, progress another week and take on probably Port Adelaide. Were, were you guys surprised to see Seb Ross coming straight back in? I think we've seen a couple of times this year when he's he's been brought back in, when he's gotten a good run at it, he's played some pretty good footy. Um, but I, I guess I was a little bit surprised Given the the importance of the game, big final, big ground, lot of run, uh, and and a few other times when he's come back into the side, he's pinged that hammy again, um, and, and just kind of hasn't pulled up well in, in those first few games. He he concerned that you know again, kind of first quarter, Severos could go down, and did it surprise you that he, he kind of brought straight back in? Well, I did think the hammy was as bad as what we thought it could have been. Um, I think it, looking if you look back at the when it happened, you sort of look and go, okay, it's, I think he knows he's possibly like slightly strained something and he's, he's just gone off to just, just to make sure it didn't seem like oh, he's fully done a hamstring or a, it, it's like a four to five week injury or anything. It was just a, that, I don't know, old hammies kind of thing. But mm. at the end, also you look at it and go, well, he's probably in for experience and he's probably not going to be brought back in if he's not right. I don't think Ross would allow him to be in there if he wasn't right. So yeah, it's, I mean, we also, we, we don't know if he's possibly going to be a late last minute change. If he, he's just named the hope that he's going to be ready to go. Um, it, that could be a situation and look as well, when you've got burns as an emergency, it's, it's sort of, 
they're ready to take that spot if he isn't right, I assume. So um, it, it's experience. That's that's the main thing we're looking at with him. And yeah, I I don't think he's been sent in the game not 100% or at least 95% ready to go at the absolute minimum. Yeah, the Giants clearance prowess, obviously, to get another beast in there. We saw what happened against Brisbane a couple of weeks ago just to get a little bit more of that strength around the contest. He was excellent against Richmond and then was started well against Geelong prior to the injury. And yeah, his experience would be important in those situations. And then it comes down to whether like Burns or, or Stocker is, is the sub and what they do with those matchups. And obviously Cornelio and, and Kelly and the like, Tom Green in, in really, really good form for the Giants. In the middle, they bring Taylor back in defence who missed the hammy. So he's probably in a similar boat, um, but obviously needed for, for Max King in that head-to-head. Obviously no awards this week due to um, the week off and... Hopefully next week we'll have plenty of positives in that space. A few um, listener questions, some already asking around the defensive matchups, Wilkie and, and Webster on green, etc., and Hogan for battle. I think Hogan would go to Cordy, or Cordy would go to Hogan, rather. And he goes, if the Saints win, does Dougal come back for Port slash Lions in the semi? Um well, I guess it would depend on how Cordy goes, but I, I get the feeling that Cordy's holding his spot at the moment um, and something drastic would have to happen for him not to hold his spot. And I get the feeling if that drastic thing happened, we'd probably lose. So, um, yeah, my, my gut feel is that he'll stay in the side. It, it seemed like hearing from a few, a few people who were at, at training today that Dougal looked pretty good. Mm. He looked like he was in good nick and, and fit and ready to go, but... Obviously, they've chosen to to keep Cordy in, so I think there's that confidence there, which is yeah, that must be it must be a, a big boost for for Zane Cordy himself to know that he's got that confidence that not only is he is he in the team, but you know Dougal Howard, who was the incumbent fullback of of, of the side, um, is is ready to go, and they've selected him on on merit. Yeah spot on and, and it feels like that was a classic case of selection integrity and sometimes there's been a temptation to go back to the what you know but I think what they're doing now is, is certainly working and we know that Cordy can be potentially versatile if he has to be if, if one of the Giants tools went down and they were a completely small forward line he could spin forward or, or something like that um, glory what yeah, you love that that gets you excited a little bit Steve asking if anyone's any extras to, to sort of that crowd. Um, I know a lot of people that are neutral sort of going um, who have missed a couple of them pleased about wearing but um, I don't think they'll be doing that. Um, uh, Brees, so thank you for the support of the podcast as well. Says, which of our youngsters will dominate in the wet and why did you choose Filippo or Machito? Um, yeah, I like that. I mean, who's a, a pretty good tackler and, you know, he's sort of growing in that space. I think Butler plays well in the wet. Um, Crouch, there's a few guys that would, even Burns, if he gets a run, would, would play all right in that space. Um, and obviously, how good will it be to have 70,000 passionate Saints fans? And those finals moments, you know, when you stand for the national anthem at the MCG in a final, is always a pretty special experience. So um, hopefully not the only time we do it this year. Um, I'm really looking yeah. forward to seeing seeing Machito in, in finals footy. I feel like he's... He's kind of built for for finals, you know. His intensity and his attack at the contest and all that sort of thing is that he's he's a true kind of MCG September finals footy type player, um, and he, and he's shown that all year. Doesn't matter the situation, doesn't matter the position or the role or or the game or who or the opponent. It's just see ball, get ball, um, and just 
you know, attack, attack hard. And, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how that, how that translates to, to finals footy. He's been threatening to open a game up at some point and it could be nice to be the first week of the finals room to do that because um, we, it was against GWS. We lost him earlier in the year for, mm-hmm. for that um, concussion. So be nice for him to, yeah, I guess a, a little unfinished business for him, I guess. So yeah, it'd be nice for him to go out there and have a huge one. Bit of friendly fire. I think Caminiti got him in, in that game um, mm, yep. in a marking contest. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's, to answer that question, I'm, I'm actually keen to see, not because of the West, but, but Tim Embry obviously building over the last few weeks. So he was good on return against Richmond, good against Geelong, and then kick three against Brisbane. Looks like he's building back towards peak fitness. And, and um, you know, he and, and Max King work really well together. So I'm keen to see Membry at the MCG have real real impact in the final. He was pretty good in 2020 in the two finals that he did play, particularly the Bulldog win. So looks like he could handle that occasion pretty well. Um, any other nominations in that space just to potential September breakouts or September specials? No, I reckon. I reckon you, you mentioned Butler, and I think Butler's one of those guys who who can lift to those moments. You know, he's he's, he's played finals footy before. He's played grand final, um, and yeah, I think he was also pretty good in in that twenty twenty final series as well. Um, yeah, I, you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head there that he's he's one of those candidates for for kind of a, a step up in uh, in finals footy. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. Maxi can find some space; would be great. Um, you got start. You started well against Richmond until the weather closed in on him that night. So yeah, hopefully it stays away and he can yeah use that space and dominate up forward. Yeah, fourteen degrees. The, yeah. the the runners. You know, if it's if it's not too wet, I expect that the ground to be wet. But it, I think they're saying that it it shouldn't be pouring at, at the moment anyway uh, on Saturday afternoon. So you know, if if our runners can get on top and that's Sinclair and Mason Wood and and those guys, um, Naz, you know, then then I think we're going to be in a real good spot to, to be able to use the the width, use the ground, and and really kind of drive forward. Um, and and so if if they're on, if they can if they can get moving and get on their bikes, then I think you know th- those three, um, well, the two Sinclair and, and Wood in particular, um, can have a real big say on on the way this game pans out. Definitely, Mason Wood kind of a bit of an ace in the, the pack mm. in that space as well. Um, I guess a final thoughts um, before we uh, close it out with our special guest. We'll finish with um, Ben McAvoy, but the ALW got underway on Sunday on, on Father's Day and a tough start. Obviously, first half was pretty brutal against a good North Melbourne side. Um, better second half, certainly more competitive after that. Uh, we know that it's going to be another year of development in a lot of senses. They play Essendon this week, which will be an interesting test, given the Bombers have improved a bit after year one. Um, but look, I thought there were some encouraging signs in the second half, but, but it probably is evidence of the gap between us and a preliminary finalist in, in North Melbourne. Well, North, North are probably the best team in the competition. If they're not the best team, then they're probably the second best with, with Melbourne. Um and it, I mean, you just can't afford to give to give anyone a, a five or six goal head start. Like it's just you just can't do it. And and we just mm. it took us too long to get into into drive. And you know, by by the time we did, and and we became competitive. We like you said, that third quarter was was pretty solid, and and we were uh, much harder. We were winning the ball. Uh, we were pushing forward, but it was just too late. We were too far behind, and and ultimately, they were still. You know, even when we did 
play some good footy. They were still too good. So yeah, yeah, it, it is it is that gulf in in talent and um, development. I think. Yeah, and you'll just hope that the year sees that steady level of improvement. Final thoughts before we wrap things up, Nick. Obviously, we're heading to the the MCG. It'll be nice to catch up with like-minded Saints and have a couple of ales before the game, and hopefully a few celebratory ones at the cricketers or something afterwards. But um, yeah, I, I guess your final thoughts as we we count down to the G. Um, look, I'm just looking forward to being back there. You know, we we weren't able to be there in 2020 for our last finals tilt. Um, and it's been a long time. It's been a long time. So I'm just really looking forward to it. I'm glad that we're there. I think we deserve to be there. We've earned it. And now, you know, let's just go make it count. Hange? Yep. Get get there to the G. Get there. Get there nice and early. Suck in that air. Just 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 get the feel of that September. And yeah, let's hope they put on a show for us. Yeah, for a few weeks there's been that smell of spring in the air and it's a magical feeling when you are playing finals and you've got that smell in the air it just gives you that extra bit of a, a spring in your step and we're here and obviously there's a lot of clubs that, that, that wish they were and you know it's it's a, a cherished moment for us it's been a, a fairly long time between drinks and we haven't sat at the mcg for a final since the grand final replay of 2010 so um that's how far back we have to go and hopefully a better day this weekend and hopefully we're reconvening next week to talk about week two of the finals. But enjoy the day, head along to the G, sing the song on the way and hopefully sing the song on the way out. Go Saints.